Hey everyone, this is Scott. And this is Emily. And before we kick off what is going to be a particularly exciting episode of X and Y on the Fly, we want to let you know two things. First of all, this conversation is going to be about how men talk about women when women aren't around. Really, really good information here. Yeah, you're asking the questions and I'm giving the answers yes. on this one, pretty much. Yeah, I have a lot to answer for. Now, not to be denied, we are also going to hand over the other conversation, which is how women talk about men when men aren't around. And where can you find that conversation? That's going to be on the Mountaintop Podcast. Which is typically the podcast that I host just for men. I think a lot of you ladies are going to want to be a fly on the wall for this just to see if we're on the right track. And also, it is going to be at episode 134, the very first occasion where you, my lovely wife, Emily, get to be your guest. That's right. That's a first. So be sure to check that out over at the Mountaintop Podcast on iTunes. It's under the same category, Sexuality, or on Stitcher, or on iHeartRadio, or on www.mountaintoppodcast.com, which is the website with the show notes. The other thing that we want to introduce to you is our very first program on how to be a wonderful couple, how to have the relationship you want that lasts for years and years, and how to be that couple everybody else admires. So whether you're having a good relationship or trying to get into a relationship, even if your relationship is having some struggles, there's a lot of great content on how to fix and make it better and have a great relationship. Now, there's a men's and a women's version of this. If you're a woman, go to www.scottandemily.com, just like you'd go to scottandemily.com for slash podcast to get the show notes for this show. Simply go to scottandemily.com and you'll find Emily's program, My One and Only. Actually, it's our program together. It is. We did yeah. this together. Actually, it's the first program we've ever recorded together. It was about time. Yeah, 13 years worth. That's how long this was in the making. Men, listening to this program right now, hearing the sound of my voice, the men's version is called Get Together, Stay Together, and you can go to gettogetherstaytogether.com and get you some. I think you're going to be very pleased with the value we give you on this. 10 core programs covering everything from how to get into a relationship, to sex, to finances, to dealing with the in-laws. Children. Your friends, our friends, parenting, like you said. It's all in there. All the experience, all the been there, done that, that we can give you, plus some great guests who are specialists talking about some very sticky topics that every couple is going to have to deal with. 2024 site and a nice digital package there for you. Boy, I tell you, when I was younger, I sure do wish I had this program because it would have been like having a crystal ball. Oh, isn't that the truth? And now. It's time for this episode on what men say about women when the women aren't around. Live from the mysterious, mist-enshrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters, you're listening to X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast, with your hosts, Scott and Emily. Hello again, everyone. This is Scott McKay. And this is Emily McKay. Welcome again to another long overdue episode of the X and Y on the Fly podcast. It's good to have you back, Emily. Thanks. I'm excited. Even though you never went anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> But it's still good to be back. Yeah, in front of the mic, both of us. And we have what I think is going to be a rather interesting... Now, make that incendiary conversation today. It is what 
men say about women when women aren't around? How men talk about women. Ooh, I like this topic because I've always wanted to be a fly on the wall when you guys have your own chit-chats. Yeah. Now, you know, a few years ago, a certain presidential candidate came out in the news for what he said about women when he thought nobody else was listening except the other guys. And it was dismissed by some as locker room talk. And I will tell you what, the first thing I want to get out of the way, first and foremost, in this entire podcast is no, men don't all talk like that in the locker room. Do you think women fear that we do? Well, of course we do, because, you know, movies portray you guys as talking a certain way, sort of like talking behind our backs and saying how we're this or that, or, you know, we kind of wonder. Well, there's good guys in movies and there's bad guys in movies. There's anti-heroes in movies and true heroes in movies, and all that's for a reason. I hope that women aren't out there thinking to themselves, oh my gosh, this bad guy in this movie is the one who's accurately portraying what's going on in men's minds. Well, it's like if we kiss you, are you going to go tell your buddies? Oh, now there's a good one. What do we tell our buddies? Well, let's go ahead and return to the locker room because I think that's the high holy place of where men talk to their buddies. Agreed? Agreed. Okay. Now, there are two kinds of women, first of all, right? There are women you're married to or who are your long-term girlfriend, your steady girlfriend, and women who are not. Now, Again, I'm going to underscore that I don't think men who are decent human beings who respect women and who love women and honor women, which I think is what men want to do. I mean, men want to be providers, protectors, heroes. Most men who have been raised right and who had a father who taught them what was what and a mother who they respect and all that good stuff that happens when you're being raised in a family, I don't think they go around thinking harmful, abusive thoughts about what they would like to do with women. Now, I think a lot of young kids may fall into the trap of thinking, hey, you know what, this is going to be really cool to impress my buddies if I talk about women in kind of an abrasive way or a devil-may-care way. But I think mature adults, and maturity has something to do with it, uh, mature men think differently. Well, that can explain why we have those images of, you know, because we were from high school. And, you know, the boys would go and talk about, hey, you know, you know, I slept with so-and-so, or they would try to make themselves look good based on how they treated us women. Yeah, right. And I agree with that. But I don't think it was as many of the kids as you think. First of all, because not many of the boys in high school are actually seeing any action. So we all instinctively knew the more someone was talking about it, the less action was probably taking place. So a lot of it is lies. Because think about it. The more a guy talks like that, the more his mindset is going to be such that girls are going to avoid him anyway, because it's going to come out in other parts of his nature. Right. Well, as soon as we find out he's doing that, he's history. Oh, yeah, exactly. And as an aside, the guy who is getting all the girls and perhaps even sleeping with them, like in college or even perhaps in high school, is the guy who keeps his mouth shut about it. There's no doubt about that. That's like the golden secret. Well, that's a wise decision. Right, exactly, because then what happens is those girls talk amongst their friends about this guy, and then, you know, he gets, he becomes known as the guy who keeps his mouth shut, and the girls talk about him on his behalf. Do we now? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. That's subject of another podcast, which, by the way, we are going to record. We're doing this one first, but right after this episode, we're going to... uh, 
grace your presence with an episode of my podcast for men, usually for men, although I think a lot of women are going to want a piece of this. And it's going to be called How Women Talk About Men When Men Aren't Around. So it's going to be kind of the other side of the coin from this. And we're going to be hosting that together on my other podcast. And that's the first time you've ever been my guest. I know. I get to be a guest for the first time. Right, exactly. So anyway, I think I'm leaving a lot on the table here. I better get back to the point. Okay, there's two kinds of girls, two kinds of women when you get older. Women you're not in a long-term relationship with and women you are. I think women who are in a committed long-term relationship with a guy would be absolutely shocked by how little we talk about them with our friends. So if you're not talking about us, what are you talking about? Oh, we're talking about cars. We're talking about music. We're talking about gaming. We're talking about hunting. We're talking about whatever it is that guys do when they're together. Now, the single guys are probably talking about girls a little bit. And... I will say that some of the married guys, some of the guys in long-term relationships will acknowledge other pretty women sometimes, et cetera, et cetera. But usually in probably a much more respectful way than single guys would. But we are not, I'll tell you what we are not going to do. And every guy out there is going to nod his head in total agreement when I say this, okay? Again, y'all women can agree with this or not. We do not talk about what we do in the bedroom with our wives, We do not talk about sexual conquests. We don't even think like that when we're talking to male friends or male acquaintances, God forbid, about our wives. It never happens. Or your girlfriends. Or our steady girlfriends, yeah. I mean, we may, especially if we lack experience or we're really, really excited about it, tell some of our buddies who we had sex with or who we just had a fling with if it's a really hot newsflash, okay? Well, would it be in detail or just vague? I think that's really a good question. I think that one differs by guy. Um, I think some really boorish guys who know each other really well might get into some scary details about a woman's anatomy or what she was like. But that, I say, is probably a bigger fear on women's parts than what actually transpires in real life. Mostly it'll be like, hey, man, I had the best sex last night and I bet you didn't get any. I'm sure you, you know, had sex with your right hand last night. A lot of times it's used as leverage or as a weapon against other guys to make them feel alpha or superior. And when guys don't have a lot of sex, they're more likely to talk about it when they do. So therefore, as guys get older, a little bit more mature and have a little bit more experience, guess what? They talk about it in general less because they know talking about it makes it look like they're not getting a whole lot of action. I mean, it's like if you're an excited little chihuahua about it, you know, there's got to be some need there. Here's another interesting thing. If there are two guys interested in one woman and one guy gets to go out with her and maybe have a fling with her, he'll keep it a lot more quiet because he kind of values that friendship with that guy. He won't go crowing about it to that other guy. Now, if the other guy is a rival he'll probably wait for the right time to crow about it. Well, unless he likes the girl. Well, yes. If he does like the girl and he's thinking long-term potential there, then you get into that long-term potential category and you don't talk about it. It becomes the first rule of fight club at that point. Well, I would imagine it would have to do because he cares about her and her feelings and her emotions and doing that would devalue her. Oh, yeah. It would feel that way, at least. Yeah, and you know what? The curious thing is men start caring more about women's emotions and their well-being, et cetera, when they get into a relationship with her. And I wouldn't say it's that they're cold 
and harsh and necessarily trying to hurt women's feelings before that point, I think they just stay selectively oblivious. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when women say bad things about men or insult men, and it's kind of a double standard. You know, if you insult women, if you're a guy, oh my God, you're this horrible person. But because you're a man and you're supposed to be tough, I can insult you like you don't have any feelings. But I think when a woman starts caring about a man, she's more likely to care about his feelings too, because it becomes a more personal relationship. True. We do think about that. Well, you know, now we covered that pretty well as far as the locker room. Yeah. But what about the bar room scene? The bar room? Yeah, when like, the guys are out drinking. Well, that's locker room 2.0. But drunk. Well, yeah, when you get drunk, <laughs> a lot of bets are off because your inhibitions are loosened and you start saying things you wish you didn't say. And I know that happens on girls' nights out, too, by the way. Oops. I think I opened a can of worms here. Yeah. I mean, anytime your girlfriends know exactly how big my penis is, <laughs> it probably that is probably information that was divulged during a girls' night out when most people were drunk. Well, yes. It's amazing how you remember what you want to remember when you're drunk, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Interestingly. Or enough. things you want to forget. But I will say that I think this is another place where maturity comes into play. I think people who are mature know how to handle their drinking when they're in front of lots of friends, and they edit themselves a little more closely, even though they may want to say some things. Although, you know, we've seen people start coming on to other people's significant others in the context of being drunk. Uh, really, all bets are off once the alcohol starts flowing. Well, that's true. Okay, so we covered that. So that brings me to my next point, or my next thought. You know, when you guys go out on a weekend excursion with just the guys only, girls, not allowed. Not welcome. Don't come with us. This is boy time. Like going hunting, for example. I know sometimes guys like to go out on a hunting trip together, or maybe they'll head out to Vegas. I don't know. Just their own time. Just the guys. Well, just a hunting trip weekend. and a trip to Vegas are two completely different <laughs> trips. Or for that matter, a trip to a nearby football game. Okay. You know, just the guys only thing. You know, what do you guys do or talk about? Well, I'll tell you, when the guys go out on a group mission, okay, hunting, fishing, whatever, if it's a couple days, more is going to be talked about than if it's a couple hours. What would usually happen if the women come up is someone isn't happy with their girlfriend or their wife and they start bitching about her, okay? And guys will usually listen to that and maybe try to give him armchair advice, you know, maybe unsolicited advice. They'll start mansplaining him about his wife or his girlfriend. But nobody sits around and says, hey, uh, what have you been doing with your wife lately? How, how are the blowies you've been getting? You know, is she letting you screw her a few times a day? That sort of thing, it just makes me laugh to think about because that's not happening. Guys just don't talk like that. I mean, it's not like men go on, you know, retreats where they're trying to be more masculine with the drum beating and the campfires and stuff and start talking like that either. You know, it's usually about their own masculinity. We get away from the women and go have a men's deal for that reason. You know, we'll be back with the women in our relationship when we get back. But I, I can't imagine a group of guys sitting around commiserating about what's going on with their wives and talking gossip about them like that. It's just not how guys are. It's like we check out from that and we get tunnel vision about what it is we're off doing together. 
Well, you know, I've had the privilege on occasion of hanging out with some guys before. It was just the guys only, and for whatever reason, I happened to be allowed to be along. <laughs> and, you know, you get uh, one guy. boy in you. I know, right? You have one guy in our group, always. There's always that one guy who constantly get phone calls and phone calls and phone calls, and his wife or girlfriend is just hounding him, like, what are you doing? What are you up to? He's not doing anything wrong, but he's there with us. And then the rest of the guys are just ruthless. You know, giving them a hard time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's along the same lines of what I'm talking about. We're trying to get away from the women, but he's still so henpecked and pussy whipped that he can't. You see, if you're still talking about your wife, if you're still talking about your girlfriend, even when you're supposed to be away from them, that's a huge sign that she wears the pants. Do you see now the psychology of men working there? Yeah. My wife is at home. My girlfriend is not coming with us. You know, it's a dude's thing. We're all going to ride motorcycles together today. They're not stopping for gas. They're not stopping for lunch with all their motorcycles and taking their helmets off and talking about the girlfriends. It just, they're not doing it. I mean, you know, it's just not happening. Well, yeah, because they're not interested in your girlfriend. They don't want to know what you're doing with her. They're more interested in what they're doing with their own girlfriends anyway. Huge difference between men and women. You're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head. We do not care about other dudes' girlfriends. We couldn't care less. But women love to talk about their guys together. (laughs) Boy, do we ever. Yeah, it's a huge, huge difference. I'll tell you something else, okay? While I would say that men talk more coarsely when women aren't around, uh, you know, they're more chivalrous when women are around. They don't use F-bombs and they don't curse like sailors and they don't talk about violent stuff. I think women might be surprised at how rough around the edges most guys really are when they're together. I think some of these soy boys and some of these, you know, kind of guys who are more effeminate nowadays try hard not to be like that, and they may see that as a virtue. But I think women would be surprised how most guys talk more like Lyndon Johnson than a soy boy when the women aren't around. Now, we will talk coarsely about women. We'll talk about women's body parts. We'll talk about things that probably would get us in trouble if spoken in mixed company. But it isn't all guys. And I think women really sometimes don't understand men in the fact that even though we really like your body parts and we use coarse language, that's not to be confused with us having disdain or hate towards women. I think that's just a misunderstanding on women's part about how we are. Now, I know that that gets misconstrued. I know I'll probably get hate mail. We'll probably get a bunch of new bad reviews on iTunes because I just said that. But I'm trying to be honest and truthful here. I'm not speaking for myself necessarily as much as I'm speaking on behalf of lots of experience of being alone in a room with a bunch of other guys and listening to how they are. I'm trying to be a beacon of truth here, and we'll see if my brothers in arms agree, and we'll see what women have to say, whether they appreciate what I'm saying or not. But the truth of the matter is, I think most men understand their masculine identity. They want to be providers. They want to be protectors. They want to do right by women. But also, the guys with the most experience with women know that they have to be masculine. They have to be a little rough around the edges. They have to show some integrity as a man who can be in control and kick a little ass in order for those women to respect and be attracted to him anyway. So when the guys try to kowtow to women who are very deeply offended by how men are in general, I think it's very easy for them to miss that underneath the rough edges and that exterior 
A man can absolutely love, honor, and cherish women and be willing to give his life up for the women he loves, while still his personality and his words and how he's talking about it be supremely irritating to certain women. <laughs> Does that make sense? I think so. In other words, if he's talking about women's body parts, he's not talking about his girlfriend and what she looks like. He's talking in generalities as to women in general, because his favorite subject is he loves women. Right. Yes. I don't think guys go out of their way to use terms to impress each other, especially as they get older, that are going to show that they're rough with women or that they dislike women. Even when it's just us guys around, I can assure all you women listening that if we're good, decent men of character, which most of the guys listening to this particular show would be, we're not all of a sudden turning into these miscreants who can't stand women and just want to kill the bitches and talking about abusing them and hurting them and stuff. Uh, that just isn't how we are. Most guys really value their birthright and the privilege of being a man who protects women. We love that. So we may talk about bending them over and screwing them and having rough sex and this, that, and the other. But deep down, I think that turns on a lot of women about how men are. You know, it just, when we start trying to kind of walk on eggshells and not offend people who are very easily offended, I think that's where we all get in trouble. And I'll tell you something, all right? This is something that I think is going to be a bomb dropped on this whole conversation, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. In general, it's women who are offended easily. Men can say almost anything and think it's hilarious. And it's a lot like what Clint Eastwood talked about in Gran Torino. We insult each other. You know, just yesterday or day before, one of my friends had a birthday and I said, happy birthday, you old dirty bastard to him. And of course, you know, he didn't get mad or offended because that's just how we as guys talk to friends who really are truly our friends. It's like a handshake. It's like, I trust our friendship and value it enough that I know you won't be offended even if I call you an old dirty bastard. Now, I'm not going to go to a convenience store with a couple things and throw them on the counter and say, I'll take this and this, you old dirty bastard, to the guy behind the counter because he's not my friend. He may not take it so well. But weirdly, he might. He might be like, yeah, well, you're an old dirty bastard yourself, man. Have a good day. You know, it may go that well, especially if he's easygoing. But I think women misunderstand that about men. Well, that's because if we did that to each other, we'd be like, what the hell were you thinking? You know, why oh, would yeah. you offend me? Or why would you say that to me? What do you, you know, do you really feel this way about me? We take things more literally. And, you know, that's just how we are. More, We try to help people out and we just think differently. We're just on a whole different wavelength there. Well, I think women can be a lot cattier with each other than men are. When you get angry with each other, first of all, it can be wordless. Like I have sat down with a group of women at lunch in college before and... Things were like really cold and I was like, uh, hey, how y'all girls doing? You all uh, enjoying your lunch or enjoying your day or whatever happy-go-lucky 19-year-old Scott had to say to them at the table that day. And basically, they all just looked at each other and looked at me and started eating and nobody was saying much. And then everybody was finally cordial. Later, one of my female friends who I had eaten lunch with came to me and said, couldn't you figure out we were all having a little tiff there, Mr. McKay? It was like, Psh, right over my head. <laughs> Never saw it happening. And women can stay angry with each other. And women can be ruthless with each other. Dudes, on the other hand, can come to fisticuffs with each other. I mean, we can beat the crap out of each other. And then, you know, as we're wiping the blood off our face, go, damn, dude, you hit me pretty hard. Yeah, man, that one you got in that left hook, ooh, that was a stinger. You know, 
And all of a sudden we're friends again because we got the aggression out of our systems. Men can pick up where they left off with guys they haven't talked to for 15, 20 years. It doesn't make us shallow. It just makes us a little different in how we communicate and how we roll with the punches on things. But yeah, men forgive each other for things we do to each other a lot easier. Unless it's like sleeping with your wife or something or trying to kill me. Even trying to kill me sometimes gets forgiven. But I'll tell you, men talk about everything more coarsely than most women think. Unless they're one of those girls who tends to hang with guys and really understands guys and builds that sense of trust such that guys will talk like guys around her. And that's not disrespect to that woman, uh, but it's very rare. It happens a lot in the military. A lot of women who enlist, a lot of women who... You know, especially women who go in the Marine Corps, they know how to handle guys. Women who've had a lot of brothers. You know, I dated a woman who had like six brothers. Oh, she was completely trustworthy. However, a guy wanted to talk around her, she was cool with it. But I think most guys have the wherewithal and the common sense and hopefully the character to edit how they are in terms of being rough around the edges and how coarsely they talk about things. Dial it down a little. Right, when women are around. You know, it's different. A lot of times also when guys are trying to impress women, they start talking like women, thinking that's going to impress them, and that doesn't work, of course. You know, oh, oh my God, well, that's so wonderful. You know, we're laughing at that guy when he's, say, trying to meet women and get a date with her because he's just not like that. He's trying to be someone he's not. But, you know, to kind of land this plane here, most guys are a lot coarser with their words and their demeanor than women think they are. But I also think most guys are a lot more respectful to women in general when women aren't around than they think we are. And that may sound kind of like an oxymoron, but it isn't. So it's not like the way they show it in the movies then? Well, which guy in the movies are you talking about? Are you talking about someone horrible who's like trying to end the world? Or are you talking about some guy who's the hero in a chick flick? Well, that's true. It's usually the evil guy, the bad guy who's talking pretty bad and coarse about women. Well, if a screenwriter wants to make an entire audience hate the bad guy, how does he script that movie? Well, he scripts the bad guy as doing something horrible to women or children. Why does that work universally? Because even the men watching are going to go, you know what? That guy sucks. He needs to be taken down. Our military, when they see people abusing women and children, in war areas or whatever, you know, that's when you have to stand up. That's when you have to do something. Men are more likely to take a stand and go into protector mode when they see women and children in harm's way. That's just almost like an impulse with men. So no, we're not talking amongst ourselves as destroyers of women or disrespecters of women because to other guys, you know, that's, that's just- a turn off, huh? Yeah, those guys are- Dipwads are at best D-bags. You know, a D-bag is someone who thinks they're cool and they're not. A great way to be a D-bag to guys who are really genuinely cool people is to start dissing on women. A quick way to lose friends. Yeah, it actually is. And I hope that's something that people can wrap their head around listening to this show because I think it's true. Well, it's good to know how you guys think, especially when we're not around, because not every woman's had the privilege of being able to hang out with the guys and really get to see them in their own skin. Well, I will say this. I can't speak on behalf of every individual human being out there, but guys who are in violation of the code, kind of, that I'm talking about here, other guys don't respect them. 
they're avoided by other guys because there's something wrong with that dude. You know, guys who have a lot of anger, a guy who has a lot of hatred for women, a guy who just won't let it go. You know, some of these men go in their own way types are kind of obsessed with just disliking women, you know, and there are women who are obsessed with disliking men. And guess what? They don't attract a lot of guys. Well, that's not gender specific. I mean, the guys who are really disrespectful to women, they don't go out of their way to be attractive to women and they're just not. So I want to say that, you know, there are guys out there of all types, but the men of character, the men who deserve a great woman in their life, it's not a Jekyll or Hyde thing. It's different, but we don't turn into someone else and we're all of a sudden... Us against you. Right. And it's not like if you were a fly on the wall watching, we'd all be exposed as having faked it and lied to you all about how much we like you. It isn't that we just want one thing and that we are all about sex and we're just buttering you up when we really wish that there was no other interaction with women in this life other than sex. That's not how men are. And I would hope with a pure heart that women don't think that way about us. And if you have a guy who is that way or is exposed as being that kind of guy, ladies, you can do better. Oh, yes. I've dated lots of guys and a lot of wonderful guys with great character who, like you said, didn't talk and behave this way. No. But there are certainly guys out there who do. And just understanding that there's a difference that the good guys don't behave this way. They're not all one and the same. And that's comforting to know. I'll say something that I just thought of off the top of my head. If you as a woman can hang out with your husband when a couple of his friends are there, when they're around, like let's say you're at a picnic with a bunch of families or you're with his coworkers. If those guys are comfortable talking to you and him and everybody still seems comfortable in their skin, not like they're trying to hold something back or there's something awkward, then you know what I'm telling you is true. Because all those guys together are on the same page. Okay, the women are here. We're still buddies. We can still hang out. We can still kind of, you know, bust on each other a little bit, but we're doing it in a way that's respectful to women. It's really purely about men liking and being able to handle more roughhousing together than we as mature adults realize women care to be a part of. Yeah, it would scare us if we see you guys fighting. (laughs) Well, we don't fight. That's the other thing. Men just don't fight with each other. I mean, you watch all these Westerns, you know, where the bad guy and the good guy are really rough around the edges, and they just let each other have it. And I think men love that because we kind of long for an arena in which to play like that when it really doesn't exist so much anymore. And that's why we love those old Clint Eastwood movies, you know, where the bad guys and the good guys are really just mouthing off to each other and threatening to shoot each other. That's archetypally deep within our frame, you know, as guys. We love that. And we love having the freedom to be like that with certain guys. And I think that's, you know, like if you've seen the movie The Hurt Locker, I think that's where the main character in that movie was really, really longing for more action in his life. He left his girlfriend to go back to Iraq and put himself back in harm's way because as a man, he just felt like he needed that. And um, I think that plays to the archetypal self-analysis we have of ourselves as men, for sure. Well, thanks for sharing that with us, babe. Because most of us would love to know what y'all are doing when we're not around. And now we know. Well, thank you for asking all the right questions. I guess it's a bit appropriate that I did all the talking, you know. But do you have any other final questions? Anything that didn't come up? 
No, I think he answered it pretty well. Well, okay. If anything's been left on the table, I'm sure our guests will let us know. You can write to us at Scott and Emily at scottandemily.com. And uh, we'll usually respond to you within 24 hours. And as always, you can find this show at scottandemily.com front slash podcast. And we have something brand new to announce for you, don't we, Emily? We do. If you go to scottandemily.com, just plain old scottandemily.com, finally, after nearly 12 years of marriage and 13 years of knowing each other, we have come out with our program on how to have the right person in your life have the relationship you want that lasts forever, and how to be the couple everybody else envies. My one and only. And that's what it's called for women. And there's a men's version that's called Get Together, Stay Together. If you are of the female persuasion and you would like to find my one and only, simply go to scottandemily.com. And if you want the men's version, if you're of the male persuasion, go to gettogetherstaytogether.com and find it there. It's a comprehensive program. We put our heart and soul into it. And uh, everybody who has it so far loves it. And there's lots of bonuses. So just about everything you can imagine is covered from finances to sex, how to get through rough times together, uh, even parenthood. Oh, yes. Everything was covered that's related to relationships as well as, you know, when you get into a relationship, too, because these things are important both before and during a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're a woman, go to scottandemily.com. If you're a man, go to gettogetherstaytogether.com. We'll put those links in the show notes page for you at scottandemily.com front slash podcast. And I think that about wraps up this show. Until we talk to you again real soon, this is Scott McKay. And this is Emily McKay. Be good. And have fun. You've been listening to the X and Y on the Fly Dating Podcast with Scott and Emily McKay. Copyright 2009 by the X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be sure to listen to Scott and Emily's other podcasts, including The Chick Whisperer, Dating Cast, and Online Dating Profile Rating, all found on iTunes or at x-net-media.com. Also, check out Scott and Emily on the web at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. This is Ed Roy Odom speaking for... The X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be good and have fun.